I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and happy Thursday. This has been a super long week for me, so I don't know about you guys, but I'm happy that the weekend is on its way. I also wanted to give you guys a heads up. For those of you who live in the Oklahoma area, um, we are probably having a meetup because pretty soon here, we are going to be celebrating one year of News Du Jour podcasts, and It's been such an incredible journey, and I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has supported us thus far and throw a little happy hour um, for you guys. So date is kind of TBD right now, but I want to give you guys a heads up so you can be looking out for it. Um, We'll share more information on here as well as on our social media. But the official podiversary is May 28th, so you can expect maybe a special episode on that day. I don't know. We'll see um, definitely some special stuff on social. So mark your calendars. Now let's get into the news. So for our first story, we're talking about a very important Derek Chauvin juror. So in the trial of Derek Chauvin, an appeal of some sort was maybe inevitable, but there also may have been something that contributed to bringing it on. And it's become a source of a lot of online chatter. A photo has surfaced that, you know, since the trial that shows one of the jurors in a t-shirt depicting Martin Luther King Jr., but with a quote that read, get your knees off our necks, end quote. He was also wearing a baseball cap with BLM on it for Black Lives Matter. The photo was posted online by his uncle when commemorating the anniversary of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech while they were in Washington, D.C., for the marches. An important part of being on any jury is the ability to be impartial. There is a lengthy process to select jury members because it is so difficult to find impartial people, especially in a case like this that was so widely publicized. In this case, jurors had to fill out a questionnaire that was specifically asking about their attendance of the protests or demonstrations against police brutality. Brandon Mitchell, the juror from the photo, had answered no to this question, that he hadn't been to any protests against police brutality. Being fair, The event he attended in D.C. 
was more about commemorating Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech, which really is commemorated every single year. But that t-shirt is pretty specific. Brandon Mitchell, however, still insists that he was forthcoming about every answer on his questionnaire. But Chauvin's lawyers will certainly pounce on this, and a lot of people are already calling for a mistrial because of it. And we'll have to see what a judge thinks about these findings. I think personally that it will come down to specifics of what Mitchell said on that questionnaire. Let's wait and see. We'll keep you posted. So for our second story today, we have a really, really important topic to discuss. And I wanted to go ahead and issue a trigger warning here. This story involves multiple deaths. Okay, so there has been a lot going down in Colombia, you guys, and it is getting very serious. So basically, where everything started was with this tax law being passed. The government argues that they need to raise taxes due to the overwhelming economic crisis. But it's a chicken and an egg, right? Due to that economic crisis, the people have nothing more to give to the government. But it will only get worse without the government doing something, which it can't right now because it doesn't have enough in the bank. Colombia was facing severe economic stress prior to the pandemic, so you can imagine what the situation is like now. Much worse. Colombians were also outraged by the audacity of the government to further tax its struggling citizens, and they took to the streets about it. And well, the government did not use rubber bullets to control the crowds. It used regular ones. More than 800 people have been injured and reportedly at least 30 people dead. And one of the earliest deaths is reportedly death by taser. They tasered someone so many times that they died. But these deaths, especially the taser one, have only served to pour fuel on the fire. We are now seeing an eighth day of protests in a row. Meanwhile, the government is sending off flash bombs and tear gas and all of these other sort of weaponized means of crowd control. People in Colombia are calling this a massacre at the hands of their government. I've heard online, and I wanted to say that I heard this online via people in Colombia. This is not substantiated by a major organization, but I have heard that the government is shutting down areas of Wi-Fi and cell service in an attempt to shut down communication and media coverage, as well as closing certain airports. This is really going to cut off the Colombian people from being able to get resources. The hashtag SOS Colombia, all one word, is what everyone is using to talk about this crisis. And an upside down Colombian flag has become a symbol of their revolution. Definitely, I suggest 
searching for that hashtag on social media if you want to dive in to people's firsthand testimony. Um, I shared some of it on our TikTok page because um, it's just easy to um, stitch or, you know, uh, duet somebody else's TikTok. So we have some on there that you guys can look at um, to help spread the word. But really on any platform, if you use that SOS Columbia hashtag, you'll find more information that is straight from the people of Colombia. The United Nations has even gotten involved saying that this is a true humanitarian crisis, especially because food and water have been in short supply. The people are likely angry, heartbroken, hungry, and hurting. Here at Sugar Free Media, we don't like to just hand you a sad story though and say, here you go. You can be depressed now. (laughs) We always try to provide you guys with a call to action so that you guys can be involved and be part of the solution to big problems. And one of the biggest things we can do here is spread the word. I know it sounds simple and like it would never have a big effect, but think if all of us took an action and shared about Columbia on our social media, it might inspire two more people to talk about it and then two more from there. And that is exactly how pressure mounts onto international leaders. And we have to implore their government to stop killing its people. I'm still researching the best places to donate in order to get funds to a great organization doing work there on the ground. And I will put a link to that in the show notes and notify you guys via social media as soon as I find the right place. During moments of crises like this, there tend to be a lot of fake donation spots popping up. So hang in there with me while I do my research and I will update you guys on that as soon as we can. But for the time being, if you would reshare somebody's post from Colombia to your social media, that's a huge help for them there. So for our next story, will President Trump be back on Facebook? Long story short, no, we won't be hearing from President Trump via Facebook, at least not in the next six months. You see, Facebook a while ago assembled this outside group called the Oversight Board that would help them make big decisions about free speech on the platform. And they vowed to abide by whatever the group decides. And this group historically has sided with the person exercising their free speech. However, yesterday, they came to the conclusion that due to the violence at the Capitol that stemmed from the president's words, the suspension was justified. However, because a permanent suspension is not a thing based on the Facebook guidelines, they challenged the company to either outright ban the president, which is an option, or to give him a time-bound suspension, which is another option, again, based on the outlined protocol. So the board allowed the company six months to make this call. So we will definitely be bringing more coverage to the subject when they come back with a decision. 
Stay tuned. So for our next story, I wanted to let you guys know about a Peloton treadmill recall. So the famous at-home stationary bike company, Peloton, recently expanded into treadmills. They had come out with Tread and Tread Plus as their options, and both are unfortunately having to be recalled due to over 72 reports of injuries and the death of a seven-year-old child being linked to the machines. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission has urged people to return them by issuing a quote-unquote urgent warning. Luckily, the machines have not been on the market for very long, and the company definitely sees some tweaks that they have in mind to make them safer. But I just wanted to let you guys know, in case you or someone in your life owns one or is considering buying one. Just FYI. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you with the quote, the principle is competing against yourself. It's about self-improvement, about being better than you were the day before. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our sugar-free media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh. oh.